homeless. And then also, even if they're selling it, there's not enough money. Like, if you give me a house, I bought it for two grand. If you flip it for six, in this market right now, you're still going to get the same size house when you buy another house. I mean, in all fairness. So, it don't make no sense to me. But hey, I'm not a homeowner, so I don't know. So, what's your gym workout look like? Um, so, I pretty much have cycled in and out of some different things, but uh, I mean, pretty much your basic like deadlift, power mm. clean. Bench, I've never power clean. Really? No. Well, it's not really functional for anybody. <laughs> it's just an old football thing that I don't want to get rid I don't of. Get, I've been doing deadlifts. I think right now I got up to, I think 410. I can do a 410 deadlift. So at like 180, it ain't that bad. Oh yeah, I put on some pounds. I'm 180 now. It feels nice. I'll probably do a cut. You look in. good. Yeah. Look, apparently I look sick. Y'all ain't tell me. All my friends sick. Me. All of my friends tell me like, oh my god, Trey, you put on weight. I'm like, was I really that skinny? Like what? I mean, in college, in high school, I don't think I was that small. I think we were all that small. So let me guess. I'm gonna cover one. What you do now? I want to talk about the dream redeem team. If you don't mind, Chad. The football. Oh, the I mean, I don't know any class people. below us. <laughs> Wait, aren't you the redeem team? No, no. The College. dream team was the, like the Oh the football, yes, okay. Yeah, I don't know. I thought you were talking about high school. No. High school sucks right now. Hoover is atrocious. <laughs> yeah. And Niblet's gone. Do you know anything about the new coach? Not a f- well, actually, I somebody that I know played under him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Is he from Alabama? I think so. But played with him and said he's a really good coach, uh, and that he would he would be good. So I don't know about it. I hadn't I haven't been to Uber game since we graduated. I'm I'm kind of pissed they didn't hire Abrams. Was he in the run? I don't think so, but how perfect would that have been? Yeah, I mean, it, we would have just kept winning. <laughs> yeah, it would have just been the same yeah. kind of system, but I think he is making a much bigger difference where he is right Truly, now. Truly, I think he probably didn't even care. I think he likes what he does for, because, I mean, he's flipped that program in, what, two years? Well, he's built it now. Like, this, and that's like, his baby and then, now. And then him, I think he won the first All-Star game in forever. <laughs> The first one in Mississippi. We don't yeah. ever win when we're there. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm sure there's some coaching and cheating, but yeah, no, nah, it's not that bad. Well, did you see the coaching staff that he had when... Yeah, it was Hoover's coaching staff. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that. It I was our whole coaching staff. staff. Dude, that's our whole senior <laughs> high staff. I mean, it's, he even had coaches, didn't he? Yeah, uh-huh. it, is, it is honestly no shock that we were so good when you look at where all the coaches we had. That and were how like, successful positions. they are in their division. For sure. Because who they're all head coaches. The quarterback coach all year. Where's he's a head coach at? Uh you're talking about um Coach Holmes. Ball head guy. Yes. He is he did go to minor with Coach Abrams and was the uh offensive coordinator. Now he is he's a head coach somewhere. Mm-hmm. Dude, shoot. I can't remember, but Coach Curvin is a head coach in Georgia mm-hmm. at uh I can't think of the school either. God, I'm getting old. Um, Which are we all? 
Coach Abrams, Coach Eads is at Gardendale. Yeah, he's doing fine. His daughter's about to get married. Yeah. That's crazy. I think, like, everybody's getting married and all the other jazz. Because <laughs> <clears throat> it's definitely, it's like, cracked, like they say. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah, it's going to put some beer here on me. I got uh, some pretty um, big news recently. Um, What's your big news? I had an interview with... Uh, guy for a clinical my third year um and it's with he's the president of the american association of sports physical therapy i don't know what that is but i'm okay. yeah I know. It, look it's, but a, he's it's a, big, a big acronym he's a big deal <laughs> <laughs> he is uh ba- pretty much every professional baseball team uses his like services Pretty much his like throwing program. So is baseball pitchers. for you? Like, like is that yeah. everything you want to do when you do your? I've uh, reached out and contacted uh, seven different teams, major uh, league or major leagues, mm-hmm. physical therapists and stuff. So with your degree, well, first let me get started. Uh, welcome everybody to the I Speak Code Switch podcast. I'm joined by uh, Colin Silva, one of my longtime friends. First guy to ever make me push a car when his car broke down. <laughs> Good times. Yeah, yeah. Blunt blown. I never cut that song <laughs> off. I promise you, I never cut that song off. I've never had it on since. Every time it cuts on, I click. Just cut the whole car off and walk. It's just that bad. <laughs> uh, got hit next on that one. You said what? We got hit next on that <laughs> one. Every time. Actually, I think I cut the whole album off. I'm like, you know what? Album might be bad, though. That was a funny day. Um... <laughs> My first question I ask every single guest is, who are you? Is this supposed to be like a deeper meaning to this? No, it's just it's, you answer introduce the myself. You okay, well, <laughs> I am Colin Silva. I am uh, in PT school right now. Ooh. I'm going to be a physical therapist and uh, professional baseball. Ooh. So. so, you did correct me one time. I told you you were going to get your master's. You were like, uh-uh, PhD. <laughs> So well, did you do a joint program? Is it like a master's PhD program, or did you so, go ahead and get your master's already? So it's uh, it's a terminal degree. So what that means is I'm not getting a PhD and I'm not getting a master's. It's a uh, I'll get a DPT, which is a doctor Ooh. of physical therapy. So what does that mean? Essentially, I try I go to school. Everybody that graduates is a physical therapist. Uh-huh. Pretty much every physical therapist you've probably ever come in contact with. Has, has a three-year degree and is a doctor of physical therapy. But our profession does a pretty poor job of advertising that, if you couldn't tell. Um, so that, I mean, I thought PT school was like a two-year program, like everybody else's master's program. It was, um, and I think it changed in the early 2000s, mm-hmm. um, maybe the late nine, 90s, but um, it's changed, and it is a doctorate program now. So, so did you always know you were in new physical therapy? Well, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> that goes well, all over the place. Well, we got but, time. Go ahead. Start. So um, obviously going into school, and I think you probably know I wanted to be a, a doctor. Doctor, yeah. obviously. A physician, MD. Um, and I kind of realized about my junior year of undergrad mm-hmm. that that was just – not that I couldn't do it because I still... It just didn't seem appealing as it used to. Yeah, just like, I mean, I really didn't, honestly, when it comes down You're to it... You're doing the same amount of school. Didn't want to tell people they were dying. 
Really? <laughs> That's why you didn't want to be a doctor. Yeah, so. I mean, <laughs> there it is a very rare occasion where somebody comes to a doctor for a good reason. I mean, Which I guess you could say similar physical. things about physical therapists, but well, no, at least I can to recovery. So I yes, think. yes, and there and also MDs and physicians see their patients a lot of times for like three minutes, and then they won't ever see them again. Really. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it depends. I'm, I'm thinking more like a surgeon or somebody. You're not going to actually have a relationship with your patient. And physical therapy, I'm going to see my patient three times a week for six weeks. I'm going to be able to, like, get to know them, have a relationship with them outside of just caring for them. I'm going to know yeah. their families and stuff like that. So do you have to work with, like, nutrition? It's like... Usually, do these people come with you come to physical therapists with their entire program already planned out, or do they start with y'all? Like, is it do y'all have to all work coincide with each other, or is it kind of just up to the athlete how that works? If that makes sense. Um. So let me see if I understand your. What well, I'm asking. So, in an, say you have an engineering firm. Mm -hmm. Everybody in the engineering firm doesn't actually do the same engineering. Yeah. But if you want to, say, build a house and you need a chemical engineer, well, you might not need a chemical engineer for a house, but a certain, if you need to build a house and you need to be able to have a system where everyone has, like, their own connection with another person, mm -hmm. kind of like how contractors work. Like, yeah. every contractor knows a plumbing guy, every plumbing guy knows, uh, what, electrician. So, does it work like that with physical therapy? Like, you guys know the nutritionist that they're working with, you know, the surgeon they're working with. Are you guys referred by those people? Like, how does it all work? In sports, yes. Okay. Um, so, especially professional sports. So, in the major leagues, really, and every different organization does it differently. There's not, like, a set way that everybody does it. Mm -hmm. But um, it seems normally the physical therapist will be the medical coordinator. So, that means that they are going to talk to the surgeon mm -hmm. about imaging. They're going to talk to the nutritionist mm -hmm. about different things. I mean, we're always going to refer to the expert in whatever we're trying to figure out. Gotcha. About. But we are the experts in movement. Okay. So if they're doing something that hurts. You know you just cracked your knuckles. You're yes. supposed to be a physical therapist. That's not supposed to. Well, that's also. And they say you're supposed to uh, pull. Uh, you're not supposed to crack. <laughs> well, I don't know who told you that. <laughs> Uh, my mom used to get on me about that. She's like, stop cracking your bones. You're going to break yourself. I said, mom, there's somebody who literally gets paid to do that. I mean, so you get, I mean, that sounds all nice and dandy until you tell me there's a chiropractor. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Yeah, well. Are y'all always construed it with, like, or misconfused with being chiropractors? Well, the difference between a physical therapist and a chiropractor, a chiropractor does an adjustment mm -hmm. or... Uh, they like the word subluxation of a joint. <laughs> so that's a big um, word for like making you feel better? For making it pop. Oh. It, it gives you an immediate, you feel better immediately. Okay. 20 minutes from then, it's going to be hurting again. Yikes. So what we do is we can do a lot of the same mm -hmm. manipulations that they do and mobilizations, mm -hmm. uh, but we're actually going to train your muscles to try to keep it Mm -hmm. to where it doesn't hurt. Okay. So that's kind of the big difference between um, us. But, I mean, not a knock on chiropractors at all. You better like, than me. That's a lot of civil engineers. You're not buying that. Know your place. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm teasing. I mean, they, uh, there's definitely a place for it. And 
healing is not something that's linear and the same for every person. Every person you get is going to heal differently. And chiropractor may work Mm -hmm. awesome for some people and then may not work at all for some people. So, I mean, just like physical therapy may work for some people and not others. So in the downtime, because everybody's not always doing athletics, how do you guys build up clientele? Like, how do you go from an MLB to a regular like so, a citizen, like how does that all work and how does the fees work? Like it can't all be the same rate. <laughs> no. Well, so if I were to work with an MLB team, I would be yearly employee of mm-hmm. the MLB team. Okay. So that's kind of different. If I was in an outpatient setting with like my own clinic or something trying to drum up business, I would be at like Little League games, you know. So would you have to get your Just out in the that? community. If you wanted to have your own business or no not really i mean you can just kind of start it there's different models everywhere and once you kind of know the because physical therapy is such a different type of business once you kind of figure out the business side of things Mm -hmm. you can kind of open your own business you don't really have to have an mba or anything i've never done physical therapy i've never actually been injured which means i must have been a shitty athlete (laughs) (laughs) well you know all the good athletes get broke somewhere that's true (laughs) <laughs> one of the uh, one of the things that I've been kind of trying to work with mm-hmm. our like professional association about with recently is to get direct access. So we're one of three states that doesn't have direct access to physical that therapy. So that pretty much means like if let's say we're in Massachusetts, mm-hmm. if you want, if you are hurting, like your shoulder is like ah, my shoulder hurts when I move it. Um, you can just walk into a physical therapist and get seen and treated and without ever seeing a doctor. Jazz? Yes. Oh so that is all but us, Mississippi and Missouri How I have direct access. <laughs> um, and it's, I mean, we're trained to see things, uh, see red flags and be able to refer mm-hmm. and send you to whoever you need to see if mm-hmm. it's not a, a thing that we can handle. So y'all are willing to say, oh, no, I, don't, I can't fix this, but I will get you to the person. Absolutely. Does. Yes. Huh? And, it takes uh, a lot of humility. Yeah. Well, I mean, there there's some things we can't do anything about. Like, I mean, we're you trying. You can't fix a torn ACL? Well. You can recover one. That's that's a different Subject, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, the, the answer that you would probably get from any of my professors is oh. that it depends. It oh. depends on how bad the tear is. Is it complete tear? Oh, is it not? That sounds like organic chemistry. Yes. Organic. I mean, every time we did an organic chemistry, we're like, this law applies for every reason except for <laughs> these other 15 reasons. I used to be so pissed in org chem. I was like, this isn't carbon-based chemistry. This is mayhem. It's like the worst class I've ever taken. Differential <laughs> equations and organic chemistry made me realize I didn't even want to be smart. Like, I truly wanted to be dumb. Because DE is the way you ever taken differential equations. No. That sounds terrible. They give you the answer. And they tell you to come up with a question. I'm like, excuse me? How? Literally on my... Uh, <laughs> it's terrible. I'm not supposed to say that story. When I was about to graduate, I did not study. So I definitely wrote a long paragraph saying... I need a C to pass this class. And I walked across the stage. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Difference, it was bad. I didn't get it. I, I was so confused. I was like, you have the, that's like saying, you have a million dollars. Now go back and struggle. I'm not doing it. <laughs> There's not enough money in this world to make me go back and take calculus or any of that. Stuff. Calculus was fun. Uh-uh. Nope. 
So, how much, how similar is the curriculum for physical therapy as it is to practice in medicine? Um, so, we start out kind of on the same type of, like, we have the same anatomy teachers. Mm-hmm. We learn anatomy from the same guy. Um, but we get more, like... I'm trying to think of a better word than the scientific word. Um, I'm trying to dumb it down. So. Like <clears throat> joint movement and mm-hmm. stuff. We get more training specifically to joint movement. Kind of like you guys version of res- residency in a sense. Like, you know, when you get your sort residency, of. everybody starts off with the same knowledge and then you get to branch off, but you guys just branch off at a different time than they do. And, and I will say this too, like we get taught anatomy from the same guy, mm-hmm. but he would tell us like the med students have to know this much more and you guys don't because it's not important. Like that's, when you get into like organs and like mm-hmm. real small blood vessels. So y'all are mainly track. muscle bone recovery, right? Yes. Movement. movement. Anything that moves, we can. So what are they called? The upper body physical therapist and the lower body. So, um, general physical therapists, mm-hmm. you're going to have, they're going to be trained in everything. Like we'll all be trained in everything. Mm-hmm. And then once you get out of PT school and you're a licensed physical therapist, you can choose to go into a residency. Um, so that's probably what I'll do. I'll go mm-hmm. into a sports residency. Mm-hmm. And then from there, you can specialize even further and do like a fellowship. So like mm-hmm. for me, like an upper extremity fellowship possibly. Um, and then, you pay for this? Because the way it sounds like you've been working almost 10 years, no income. <laughs> well, no, those are only a year apiece, so uh-huh. it's not too bad. And you do get paid, <coughs> paid during those. I was about those, to say, so. good God, Colin, you're going to be out here eating <laughs> crackers and uh, cheese for a little bit longer. I'm pretty close. but um, Yeah, so, but there's different residencies for all kind of different stuff. Like, you can do an ortho residency, which is more like... Um, just orthopedic type stuff. Mm-hmm. You could do uh, pelvic health, which is interesting. A thing that I didn't even know existed. Pelvic health. Yeah, for physical therapy. <laughs> so you have muscles. So that's hip related, I take. And well. Well, it's another everybody. another name that it has been used for years is women's health. Oh, so it's you have muscles on the floor of your yeah, pelvis, yeah. and it's basically like retraining those. And like post having a kid. Yes, and... So women come to y'all after having kids? Yes, I did and, not know that. and while they're pregnant. While they are very pregnant. So they're trying to basically expand those muscles so when it's time for the big show, they'll be ready? Um, not necessarily. It's more like training those muscles before you have the kid. And, like, uh-huh. there are so many different things that happen with the female body whenever you do have... Yeah, I'm not a female, so... Get pregnant or whatever. <laughs> and so there's different things that they can do, like mm-hmm. a lot of... Pregnant women get back pain, low back pain. and Big boob women too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, there are some things that uh, therapists can do to kind of help with some of that pain before they give labor. Jesus. And there, I mean, I didn't, that was something I had no idea before I got into PT school even existed. How do you all around with all that knowledge? We probably think we're all peons. They're like, you <laughs> oh, what do you got to do? Put a drill into a wall? So impressive. <laughs> I really look, I'm sitting here... I swear, there's not enough money to make me go back to school. I told everybody right now, I'm, I'm at 80 a year, and I'm like, I'm, I'm all 
right. Yeah. Now I start having kids, I might have to start thinking about a master's and more money. But I, you could, and my job will pay for me to go back to school. I will not go back. Yeah, that's <laughs> one thing. Like, I've thought about the whole residency thing. Like, I could not do it and uh-huh. just try my best to get a job, but it would be easier to get the job that I want if I did it. The residency. And I definitely don't want to go back or go out into the workforce Damn, and be making eighty k, and then after all the money you decide. Spent. Uh, let me uh, go back and get my residency and get paid half that. <laughs> yeah, so that getting would, money and then losing hard. money would be like the hardest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. I used to think to myself, if I made 45K, I was living a good life. And I realized at 80 this year, I was like, I'm poor. <laughs> like, and I'm like, how do people do this with kids? I feel like the the just everything since we were in high school. It's so know? much more expensive. Yes. Like... <laughs> The first apartment I got was, I paid $600 a month. And that is I just... I paid double that right now. <laughs> exactly. So do I. I mean, it's oh unheard God. of. And it's, it's like, I don't like, what type of jobs do these people think we have? Like, for $1,200 a month, that's a mortgage somewhere. Yeah. You I can mean, buy a house and be paying less than you are by But with you being young, they're like, oh, we don't know if we're going to give you a house unless you're settled. Like, roots, it's all crazy. I, I could not be... And then the realtor whole situation pisses me off. Like, you get 3% of, like, my money that I'm already pre-approved of that I got to pay back. And what do you do? You show me a house, and I can't Google and say, hello. Okay, <laughs> I mean. But they're like, they make it all easy. I'm like, so they're worth 6% worth of easy? 6% of $300,000 is a little change. I mean, yeah. that's somebody's, like, yearly salary at a certain point. I was like, how much am I really benefiting from this? Or Because you're really just banging somebody else's salary. Yeah. For for you, thirty years for them, they get it paid probably right then and there. So, yeah. um, relationships. How do you do all of this with the? Do you have a relationship? Uh, I do not currently. Or, is um, that difficult? Has it been difficult being an educated man and a lover? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say yeah, it's kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Um, I I can't say that I've tried very hard well, at this point. To worry about <laughs> I've got, <laughs> yeah, I've got things that are a little bit more important after the moment. Um, she told y'all women, y'all ain't worth it. <laughs> he said that check is a little bit bigger and it looks a lot cuter than y'all. That's terrible, Colin. <laughs> but I mean, it's definitely hard uh, with friends, like trying to prioritize time. like my time. Yeah. And go hang out with my friends or mm-hmm. study and try to make an A. I well, mean, most of your friends are already halfway through their, like we're all, like me, I'm yeah. two years in my career. Some and of the other friends, probably about the same. They're it's wanting like, to go to these extravagant places to have national parties and different things and I don't words. have the money for that. Are you going to want to be a groomsman? Yes or no? Because like, oh yeah, I mean, sure. I need to know if you're going to be in Colorado because that's a long flight. Speaking <laughs> of which, do not bring strippers to my bachelor party. <laughs> top golf, if you give me four hours of top golf and no one lasts for the first hour of my swing, I promise you it'll be the best bachelor party ever. <laughs> that's the hardest thing now, figuring out a best man, too. It's difficult. Like, yeah, that's the stuff I have to worry about. And you are here worried about anatomy and physiology. <laughs> like, I feel so ungrateful. Well, you know, it, it is hard, though. Um, just How's family life? And does that affect family life? or? It does, but I try to make it as little as possible. Um, mm-hmm. I try to go see my grandparents and parents as much as I can uh, but my family's been very understanding and yeah, so well, they, your mom is a nurse right mm-hmm. so I mean she gets the 
the gig. Yeah, they get it. And I've uh, I've definitely come to the realization that a B is not the end of the world. I can make really? these. Well, so here's why that is important because in physical therapy, yeah, if you make C's, you, you're gonna get kicked out of the program. Yes. Um, so, Have you ever seen someone kicked out of the program? Yeah. Like has that ever happened? So you hear about the tabooness, but I've never actually seen someone's like, no, I got kicked out of my masters. <laughs> well, they have to remediate. So mean? they will drop down to the class below us. Ooh. And that has happened on a couple occasions. Yikes. Um, that has to be awkward. Yeah. It's uh but hey, it's I mean, it's hard. It's not easy, so it's understandable that somebody wouldn't be able to make it, but how does testing work? Do y'all test like every week? Are y'all more like paper-based, theory-based, or a little bit of both? Um, so we'll have labs, mm -hmm. and in our labs we'll have like hands-on practicals and mm -hmm. skills checks. Um, and then we have like our coursework mm -hmm. with regular classes that would be similar format to kind of what you would have in undergrad as far as tests. Are you going to undergrad again? Oh, no, definitely not. And Colin, then, you are not doing a good job of selling me going back to school at all. No, uh, I don't. Yeah, I'm not trying to. Good our, our, uh, our first year was tough. Our finals week, our first semester, we had, I think, six or seven tests and practicals in a week. It that was, sounds like y'all are doing regular undergrad coursework hours as well. Yeah, the we way were, it sounds. We're like, I mean, usually when you're in an upper, it's like maybe, what, eight hours a semester at the maximum? Sounds like uh, I'll take at least 12, at least. I think it's more like, uh, I think it's like 16. We take we take a full load. We have to have our schedule blocked out from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. every day. Um, and we, we're, we're not going to have class that whole time. Mm -hmm. It but changes, but like, like... You can't be available. Yeah, I mean, we'll know like the week of, like mm -hmm. I'll have like, I'll have Wednesday afternoon off or, or Thursday morning or something. And so I'll know that like how do you the do week that? of. Do, do you have any employment outside of school at this oh, point? No, no. I can't? probably could now um, that we're in our second year because it's a little bit more lax. Mm -hmm. But I'm kind of using that extra time to, to get <laughs> well, that and to kind of reach out to different people and mm -hmm. try to kind of set up my career. Makes sense. After PT school, it's better to do that while you're in school than when you get out. Cause I know I was scrambling my first. <laughs> Five months, because like I got out, I graduated. I went back to Firehouse actually for like two months. Oh, for real? I was pissed, but you got to get some money. <laughs> you're sitting hey. there, you're like, you're like, I'm an engineer, flipping sandwiches, and there's nothing against flipping sandwiches, but like, damn, like, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, like, and unfortunately, the blessing that came was COVID nineteen. So yeah. once COVID happened, the medical field jobs boomed. Especially For medical sure. like equipment. So I got a simple job and I was pissed because, but I was a rookie. I didn't have any experience. So I had to take a job. I think it was like $14 an hour. So I'm like, that's only $3 more than the sandwich job. And you're telling me I need a full-time degree to get to work here? And they're like, yeah. And so I swallowed my pride, took the job. And I was like, well, I'm only here for a year. I told myself in my head, I was like, you're only going to be here for a year. Six months came around. And um, ASP, who I work for now, they said, we'll triple it. I said, bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, because like, and it was actually both. Like my uh, supervisor, he was so shocked. Because like I had six months of experience and I was applying. And then when I called him, I was like, if you don't hire me, it's going to be the biggest mistake you ever made. 
Like, I don't think probably anybody ever told me anything like that. And mm-hmm. I didn't think, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely not getting this job. I, I put my, my chest out a little bit. I was like, yeah, no, <laughs> listen, I'm the guy. I promise you, five years from now, you're going to sit there and say, yeah, I'm glad I, he told me that he was the guy. So he believed me. And I got the job. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I was like, eh. You know, something. Flex a little, sometime, and that was the first time I'd ever done an interview where I'll never do it again either. <laughs> I mean, I'll never talk like that. But now I got like experience. I'm like, yeah, I believe my experience will be a, a mutual benefit towards each other. Because you're really just telling someone, hey, you have no idea about me. I have no idea about you. Please take a chance. And they either say, yeah, or they say, no, the guy I'm competing with who has 12 years of experience might be more beneficial towards me. But I'm sure they also realize I'm young. I'm driven. You can catch me for a little cheaper because I'm so young and mm-hmm. I'll end up earning more. You come in with that 12-year guy, he's going to want a certain set amount and he's not bending for it. So they probably, we mutually benefited each other and then I so happen to be good at my job. So when that happens. That helps. Now the hardest part is everything else outside of work. Like my mom, she was telling me today, she's like, I just need Trey to be Trey again. I'm like, no. <laughs> Mother, I'm close to getting married. I have a full-time job. I'm trying to be fit as possible. I'm the oldest of six kids and none of them have their lives together. <laughs> I don't have time to be the Trey you know and love. Not that 18-year-old kid running work. around playing basketball anymore. Just, <laughs> man, none of my friends even have time to play. If I could get one friend to go and play basketball with me for 20 minutes, that would have been an accomplishment. We all live different lives. I mean, by this point in life, I've had friends who have disappeared, come back. Friends who, when I come back home, I told everybody, like, it's weird now starting to realize that you don't want to see friends who are still the same when you left them. Like, half of my friends that's, that I keep around, <laughs> you don't. Because you're like, oh, he's still doing the same thing? How do you go to college and you're still acting like how you were in high school? And why are you caring about being overly reminiscent about high school? Like, mm-hmm. I've done so much more. I mean, I've flown on a private jet since college, since high school. I don't want to talk about <laughs> winning the state championship when I've flown on a private jet before. Like, you kind of think to see how... <laughs> When you do different things, you kind of see how insignificant some of that stuff we thought was the greatest no, thing ever. Or you start, once you get out and start traveling and seeing all like that the world has to offer outside of, uh, well, I'll give a funny story. So my sister went to Bourbon Street with us for the first time in her life. I've never been to Bourbon Street like to drive, like to walk. I've driven through it. You know, I don't drink. I still don't. I mean, I'll sip a Stella wine here and there, but I'm not a drinker. So Bourbon Street never really excited me. Mm-hmm. So the last time I went to New Orleans, I stayed at the Roosevelt. That's a really, really nice hotel. So I was like, oh, this is nice, bad and bougie. But <laughs> my sister really wanted to go to New Orleans because it was her birthday a few weeks back. And I was like, all right, we'll go. But like, I just sat down and I realized I'm more content with going and like, I'm getting into, I got a cream thumb now. So hey. I'm very content with waking up in the morning, watering my grass, talking to my plants, and listening to a podcast in the morning. And that is me. Yeah. Now, for a long time, I was like, what if people judge me? What if? Who cares? <laughs> I mean, they're not listening to the same podcast I'm listening <laughs> to. That's clearly why they're happy. But And then when I call my friends, my friends being too busy, it's like, oh, I'm proud of you. I'm happy for you. Now, I will remind my friends, hey, take care of yourself. That don't mean reaching out to me, but... Take care of yourself. Like seeing you in the level you're at, it's like I don't know how you're still doing school <laughs> at all. <laughs> and I like commend it because it takes Very a task. Because I mean, with you, your family is like such a model family. I would think you'd be on the route of 
I'm ready to get married and have kids like right now and do the same role because your parents are pretty much an all-American story. I mean, your dad, super, he's always worked his way up in a company. Your mom's been a nurse. They had kids, three kids, perfect. It's like that type of family. So I'm sure it wouldn't be something for you to want to just completely run straight towards that lifestyle as well. So finding your own niche is important. So it's like, it's impactful to see, but it, you also start to realize you're going to lose a lot of friends. Like, for me, I think, I mean, you remember how I was in high school. I had, like, maybe 13 different friend groups. Mm-hmm. And now I'm, like, one friend group. <laughs> and it's my girlfriend's neighbors, and they're all 40 years old. And they all sit here, and we all talk about grass cutting and which levels did we cut, diagonal, straight, or horizontal. So it's, like, and I'm content with that. I, I'm gotten really good at darts. Like, I'm really good at, like, I'm left-handed with darts. It's weird. <laughs> I'm so dominant right, but my left hand is like steady, I guess. This is my drunk hand, my right hand. So like, and I throw it sideways and I hit the bullseye. And like, learn. it's just like, but I'm doing other things now. And it's like, I like whenever I call you, there's something brand new with you. It's like something. So I was like, oh yeah, you know, the Yankees are going to call me any day now. And I'm like, as long as he's not a Red Sox trainer. <laughs> I mean, but it's like you're you're getting to that level of learning yourself. And part of learning yourself is knowing if your friends are going to be there, it don't matter who you are, as long as you're growing, they're going to support you. Well, that means we're talking every hour or we check in every three months. Yeah. The people that really matter in your life. They're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere. Yeah. Um, Let me see. What else did we talk about? Why'd you never join a frat? You seem like such a frat. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh... At UAB, it mm-hmm. was not. Uh, there was there was a much better chance of me joining one, I guess, at UAB than anywhere else because uh-huh. it wasn't like it was at Auburn and Alabama. I would not have enjoyed the uh, system of just the fraternity life what? at either of those places. What? I had lots of friends in fraternities at UAB. Mm-hmm. Um, was just really never anything that I felt like I needed to join like I stayed involved in sports and stuff so I had plenty of friends so I didn't feel the need to redeem team it was that's yeah. what I'm driving you into yeah, tell me about what's it like being part of a program that has been shut down and are coming back what is that like give me the pressures the excitement the doubts worries um well I would say when it first started we had our first spring training, when we first brought it back, uh-huh. we pretty much had uh, reporters laughing at us because we were bad. We did, <laughs> we looked like a be nice. We, I mean, we, we just like, we oh, just didn't have school, football program. There we no, go. we we were probably a mid level high school team. Jeez. We uh, we just didn't have guys though. Like we just that's why we had to wait a whole another year before we brought it back after because mm-hmm. this was in twenty. 17, 16. Um, so 17's when we actually came back. Which but, we started back in 15 to 16. Yeah. Oh, so we were working out and practicing with no season oh. coming up. That has <laughs> so it was hard to do. That, that was tough because you never really got to see the product of what you were doing. Um, or seeing your jump isn't like it's not a one year jump, it's a two year jump for y'all. Yeah. So, actual improvement, so. But, um, I mean, the guys we brought in, we had a lot of junior college guys come in. Uh, we had a lot of second chance guys 
So there for a while, it was the Wild West. It oh, was. So uh, I had like that. Uh, what's that football show? The 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 one in Mississippi, EMCC. Is that? Yeah, we actually had several guys that were on that show. <laughs> Yikes. Um, it was it was a lot of fun. I made a lot of really good friends through it, mm. and some memories that I wouldn't trade anything for. Oh, um, but it was uh, it was <laughs> it was a lot of fun, and uh, it was definitely something. I don't think that there's another coach in the country that could have done what uh, Coach Clark did. Is he it still was, there? Or? He is. Yes, I and mean, he is. I think he'll probably. Be I think he's got. Over. Three rings now. Sheesh. Well, y'all guys have been winning the conference championship like every other hour. Yes. So, I will say that the level of, I've, uh, I'm doing some research with them now. Uh-huh. The level of athlete that they've got now is so More much division one. far beyond what we had when I was there. Like, I would not even. You wouldn't have made the practice squad? No. I was, really? That's <laughs> I was not the caliber of athlete that they have now. What made you do that? Because you stopped football. You played football your senior year, then you didn't want to play football. <laughs> I didn't think I wanted to play sports at all in college mm-hmm. to start out. And then, obviously, you know me. so The bug hit you. Yeah, I got back. Uh, and then, I I mean, they shut the program down my freshman year. And I was like, well. Oh, well. But they brought it back, and I saw an opportunity, and I took advantage of it. And mm-hmm. I made um, some sense. connections. Friends, memories, yeah. all of the above. Uh, can you still throw a football? Or you can, oh, yeah. Uh, I can still throw one. You think you're ever going to get faster than me? No. That's, <laughs> I mean, unless you put on another 20, 30, 40 Not pounds. Chance. I still maybe. walk. Every, <laughs> I can still do 45 minutes on stair step with no sweat. Yeah, I probably. Level I don't 10. know that that will ever happen. Yeah, no. I'm not, I tell everybody that's been my biggest, and I'm going to have to stop repeating it. I just love that. I hate anything outside of cardio. So, for me, lifting has been... The most humbling, because you know I was never a, a, a pump iron guy, mm-hmm. and also I'm a clean lifter, so never take a pre workout. I mean, I'll drink a cup of coffee. Now I was gonna I'm, say you drink coffee or yeah, take a I mean, pre workout, but I don't drink coffee until after I work out. Oh, that's weird. Well, I mean, I need to because I I like to work out in the morning, so it's mind numbing. Like I'm barely awake, so I'm like, oh, this is heavy. And then I, once it's time to actually wake up because I'm sore, I just drink a cup of coffee, but. Um, what else was I going to say? You were a softball coach or uh, assistant. How was that? Explain how that all came <laughs> to be. So, all right. So, I uh, kind of decided that physical therapy was going to be my route. Uh-huh. I think we actually started this story earlier and got sidetracked. My bad. <laughs> um, I wasn't – I didn't really decide that it was what I wanted to do until I was – a senior in undergrad Mm -hmm. and for anybody who knows or doesn't knows how that process works you have to apply your junior year so I was already going to have to take a year um and I didn't get in my first time so that meant I was going to have to take two years so I applied again and uh so I didn't have anything to do so I went and lived with my sister and she is a college softball coach and so I was Shout her to Ali yes and is it Southern Union? Southern Union yes Southern Union. and I <laughs> so I was her assistant coach from the time I graduated undergrad until COVID hit and mm-hmm. they canceled the season and then when that happened I uh moved to uh, well my dad called me and he was working with a guy that I had worked with in construction previously mm-hmm. I'd worked for and he said uh 
so how much would it take to get you to move to San Antonio? And I kind of threw out a number that I thought was pretty ridiculous. Did and he would not. Uh, no. It, I so wasn't getting salary. It was hourly. Uh-huh. It probably wasn't that great at the end of the day, but it was a number that places. I thought was, <laughs> you know, unbelievable. And yeah. He, he said, said yeah. yes and actually paid me a couple dollars more than what I asked. Because he knew you were poking yourself. Yeah, and I was <laughs> out there. And the next two days, I think, I was out, out there working and worked in construction uh, the rest of 2020 until I got into PT school, mm-hmm. like until it actually started. Um, I worked my way up from uh, the first time I ever worked construction, I was a laborer, which is entry that. level, bottom yeah. of the barrel. Yeah. And I ended up you did leaving. You high school, though, didn't you? Like a well, bit. the uh, summer after high school. Gotcha. And I was actually working for the same guy in Texas and ended up working my way up to a carpenter and then to a foreman by the time I left. So that was cool. And I got my name on the front of the courthouse in San Antonio. Congratulations. <laughs> How you live, you do so much. How did you just know physically? I, to me, I'm the same one because, you know, now I'm podcasting. I'm sitting here like, maybe engineering might not be my thing. I can talk to people for about 30 minutes, no problem. And then I'm like, I can also cook pretty all right. <laughs> and then I'm like, you know, I, I can make music here. And I, well, I think people like us in particular. Mm-hmm. Doing one thing, you get kind of bored. So bored. So you just, you keep like just making things for yourself to do. Yeah. And that's kind of how I've gotten into, I really have just fallen into some things and, you know, <laughs> Two years God's plan's years. always going to be different from yours. Yeah. He's a funny and, guy. Yeah. He and six he'll take something that you think is so insignificant that you're doing over here and, make it and it's this big thing over here. Man, He'll show it to you, and you're like, gosh. He has a real funny way of making you look stupid to yourself. Yeah. I <laughs> everyone laughs at me, because, you know, back in high school, all my friends weren't really talkers. Y'all, you were not a go out and be best friends with every guy. And, like, yeah. I seem like that guy, but I really like to hang out. I mean, we spent probably every other weekend together mm-hmm. for, what, three years at the time. So it's like I laugh, because everyone's like, Trey, you can talk to anybody who doesn't want to talk. And I'm like, it's probably because I talk so much they want me to shut up and they want to fill up so much. <laughs> but seriously, so I mean, of all your things you've done so far in your life, what has been have you been able to say that all of it impacts you with physical therapy or sweat parts have stuck to help out more with your journey to being a physical therapist? Well, I think it's hard to really say that like one thing was more impactful than another mm-hmm. because everything I've done made me who I am today. True. Work in construction, I learned how to kind of delegate mm-hmm. tasks, mm-hmm. how to work my butt off. Yeah. Um, Get a farmer's tear. Yeah. Uh, I learned how to talk to people. And I think that is one of the, the biggest things that I learned is I mean, physical therapy, I'm going to have to make a connection with somebody every yeah, time they come they in and see you. me. Yeah. Because if they don't trust you, then, I mean... They won't listen. They won't yeah. actually do the work that it takes to get them to you, their recovery. You can't give them great care if they don't trust you. So, um, And then I worked at the pants store and kind of the same... That was retail and mm-hmm. it's kind of the same deal. Like, And then through all of the different random things that I've done, you meet people and people that might have a connection here or there like yeah. a lady I worked with at the Baron or 
at the pants store. Her husband is the GM for the Barons. And oh, wow. So <laughs> I've uh, started working with them in their training room. And it's kind of like one of those things, like, I, like one of those access. little insignificant things that I thought yeah. was nothing that turned out to be something kind of big. So, That's hilarious. I mean, it's just small little things. You really you, don't meet an enemy, although you don't go out and search for friends, which makes me laugh. Like, most people, you seem to be that guy, like, people will just be like, hey, you're going to talk to me, we're going to be best friends, and you're like, all right, let's try it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've always kind of been a go-with-it type of person, but. Do you want to tell our How We Met story? <laughs> uh, golly, Guy Harvey. Oh, Thank God. God for Guy Harvey. Yeah, I'm glad he makes horrible <laughs> shirts. So, uh, I think it was, yeah, freshman year, freshman campus. I don't know. I forget the teacher's name, but it was English. Yeah, I don't remember. Not a chance. But here you come. I was kind of ticked at you because you came out like super popular. I was like, how is this guy so popular? Do you not know who I am? And you walk in looking like a total SEC swoosh guy. Oh, yeah. Big you guy. had what? Was the I, had, I, I had the Sperry's on. You I probably had a shark necklace on, more than likely. Some some cargo khakis. I'm sure. With a Guy <laughs> Harvey shirt on. And Lord knows what I was dressing like then. That was my highlighter phase. You know, I always had a tennis shoe oh, that yeah. matched my shirt. <laughs> or knowing that, no, freshman year, mom had me in like sweater vests. Oh, nasty time. Oh, yeah. That was disgusting. So Glad I, we grew out of those. It's no way to result. Sometimes I'll still show up to church with a little bit of. <laughs> you know, hey, well, that was definitely. much better than Guy Harvey and cargo khakis. So I walk in and I ask you, you should probably try to, we should have got in a fight that day or something. I go, hey, white guy, why do y'all wear guy Harvey shirts that just a fish on the back of them? And I just busted out laughing. You looked at me and you couldn't answer. <laughs> and we've been best friends ever since. That is hilarious. That's almost like one of those stupid blind side stories. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, I was just walking and he was wearing a guy Harvey shirt. When was the first time we ever hung out? Like spent the night? That was a fun time. That old house, man. I think I spent more nights there than anywhere else. Yeah, you and Gully stayed there a lot. I swear. We had that giant couch that was so comfortable. Yeah. I mean, at that one point, once Alex was gone, I basically had my own room. Yeah. 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 Jeez. How are your parents? Uh, Mom, is she close to retirement? Uh... I don't think they, either of them are really close to retirement. More just because they, they don't, don't want to quit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, Your mom uh, built Huntsville's system, didn't she? Uh, or what system did she build? Because I remember she when we... she helped build um, UAB system, and then she's done consulting work with a couple of hospitals on the uh, West Coast. Um, she, I still to this day couldn't really tell you what she does. I know she works with computers really? and computer systems. I think she. Uh, well, she was a P. No, she was. Uh, Delivery, correct? Labor and delivery, yeah. yeah. Now she is in nursing informatics, which don't ask me what that means because I don't know. Mm -hmm. But I know that's what she's in because she got her master's in it while uh, I was in undergrad and she was raising kids. I still don't know how she did it. but Parents are superstars. Yeah, they are. And uh, dad's doing good. He's... Uh, Practical and glory, right? Yep. He's there. He's, he's probably three steps away from a CEO position at this point. <laughs> I don't know about that. God. But they uh, just broke ground on their uh, building a house in Chelsea. They've got a barn and I some animals. That. Your sister's, I, that's a whole, I really want to discuss through all of that. 
I did not know equestrian was like even a high school sport. I didn't know well, Madison a rodeo girl yeah. ever. I did not catch a rodeo. I caught softball to a T. She could not have been less interested in softball. Really? That, that's so crazy. She played just to appease her older siblings. And then... <laughs> was she not any good? Well, she was perfectly decent. I mean, she wasn't bad. Um, she just, you just could tell she She just happen. didn't care. Like, if she actually cared about it. And then we went... Actually, during COVID, we were all out in Texas um, because my mom was remote and Maddie was remote with school. Yeah. So they just moved out there with me and my dad. And uh, she started riding and she got that. Yeah, she got that fire in her. I gotta go see that. Got after it. I'm sorry. I just don't think I fit in at a rodeo college. Like, I'm not putting on one of those goofy hats. No offense. I don't wear them either. So, I mean, but your dad, I'm sure. For your dad, he was such a rodeo guy, and every time we heard him talk about it, he used to like lighten up. So oh, I'm he's sure in, he's been he having a field in yeah. it. She was, and she's actually like pretty good. She last year was her first year ever doing it, and she qualified for nationals in Guthrie, Oklahoma. And so what all entails rodeo? Like I need to know all the details because I saw her so, catching up. Is it a pig or a goat? Goat. So she competes and. Uh, Goat tying, which is her like that's her event, that's okay. her thing. Uh-huh. So she you runs down the arena, jumps off her horse, okay. catches a goat, and ties it. And yeah. it's for time. How fast does she do this? Um, she, I think some of her best times are like in the nine seconds. Excuse me. Yeah, it would take me nine and a half seconds to think about getting on a horse, and well, then it would yeah. take me an hour to get on a horse. Me too. I'm scared of horses. And then she does an event called pole bending where they've got a line of poles and she just kind of weaves in. With the and horse? Then weaves back, yeah, with the horse. Uh, they have a event called barrel racing where there's uh-huh. three barrels and she's just racing around them. It has to be um, a set time. Yep. How expensive is all this? Um, <laughs> quite. Uh, but my parents have a theory that um, when you have kids, if you put, if they show that they have interest in something, you, they're going to give everything they've got toward it yeah. and it'll keep their kids out of trouble. And I mean, so far it's worked. Hell, you were a football <laughs> player. I was a mascot and I became a collegiate mascot. So I, I got to imagine my parents, you actually helped sign me up for that. <laughs> Cause like, oh man, my old roommate, Katie, she swears I'm down. It was her. I was like, not a chance. I remember you showed me Avi. Yep. Funny thing is, me and the Avi head coach got really close. I actually, really? I really, everything I wanted me wanted to transfer to just to be Avi. But they didn't have a biomed program. If they had a biomed program, I would have probably transferred out and tried to be Avi. Because, like, me and him were just close. Like, I liked him as a head coach. I liked Avi, and he actually won that shit. Because for me, I caught cheer during a weird phase. We moved over from... It was weird. We were in student activities somehow because it gave us more scholarship money than being under athletic marketing because it's like, you know, with athletics, it's a triangle. You start mm-hmm. out football, baseball gets the most money, then everything else trickles down, and then below the triangle is cheer. Yeah. So we might catch crumbs. So we, my head coach at that time was very, like, adamant on not going over to athletic marketing. And then we got a new athletic director. He did what he had to do, pushed his way out, told him, everybody, I don't care. You're our kids now. And we got put out in athletic marketing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, no, it's just, it's a lot of, it's a lot of uh, politics to athletics. 
Yeah. I'm just pissed now that everybody gets paid to be an athlete. <laughs> well, Jeez. I don't think I ever would have gotten any money for it. Actually, anyway. you'd be surprised. You'd be like, all right, I'm Colin Silver. I work for the football team. Do you <laughs> like this scent? Uh, yeah. yeah, I don't think so. I don't think anybody ever would have paid me for that. Jeez. Did y'all ever think y'all could stand a chance on winning the next championship? Or was it like, we're just having fun? When I was there? Yeah. Yeah, we were just having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. Did y'all play in a bowl game ever for you? Um, no. No. So, expensive parenting. Lord, yeah, Was there any so. weird thing that – you played baseball for a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, I played baseball all the way through. So Up until what, high school? Yeah. I hate how the farm system works in high school. They do not tell you that. You you have to be talented and you have to be kiss ass in most high school baseball programs. Well, that's just like that's just life. Yeah, it's all about who you know. But that's the thing. People do not like humans who think for themselves or like who aren't. So you can be athletic and talented and not be a part of the clique that is athletic and talented. Like it's not taboo. Yeah. So what does family mean to you? Because you have a big small family. Um. Well, everything. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> without my family, I would definitely not be who I am today. And, I mean, honestly, right now, my parents are funding really? me still at 26. So Well, you're still doing You know how they say, parents will pay for it as long as you're in school. <laughs> yeah. so, I mean, once you get out of school, good luck. I'll, I'll tell you all how all the bills work. It'll be fine. Yeah, we'll see. Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough question because... I mean, obviously, the easy thing to say is everything. Silva is a name at this point, if you haven't noticed. Like, you guys as families, y'all should make your own reality TV show, seriously. <laughs> I mean, think about it. You have a sister who's a softball head coach. You're going to PT school. Your mom's a nurse. Your dad's one of the biggest contractors in the world at this point. Your sister does rodeo. And y'all have two little ugly dogs that, like, are also <laughs> ugly and cute. Sorry, you know I hate small dogs. I hate small dogs. Well, Waylon is not small. He's like a medium dog. Yeah, he's not bigger than my dog. My dog's like well, 80 pounds. He's a small dog. Yeah, that's fair. Have you ever, like, thought about like, writing a story, like, writing your family story down? or Y'all can make some cash. My grandfather actually has written a lot of his stories down. And, really? Uh, he hadn't... He, he didn't do it with the uh, intent of, like, making money on it or anything. Mm-hmm. He just wanted us to have, like, his stories whenever he moved on. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess we, I do kind of have that, but, um, I don't know. Uh, never really interests me, I guess. Hobbies you're doing now. Hobbies I'm doing now. I play basketball a lot. Are you any good? No. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, me and several guys that I, uh, I'm in school with. We work out every morning and play a little basketball. And oh, so that's what y'all do every morning. Yes. No wonder you got slim. I thought you were out here running like a like. I was like, <laughs> Kyle is slimmed down. What type of cardio is he doing? Well, I slimmed down when I was in Texas because I realized I was beefy to say the least. You want to see um, a six pack? Not necessarily that because I still don't have that, but. Um, I was just bigger than I wanted to be, and I started eating a little differently. I started intermittent fasting for pretty much. I don't much believe in that to save my life. They're at well. It is. It's got the most science behind it of any 
Anything. Really. Run, eat your breeds. Lots of them. That's how I do it. Well, yeah. I yeah. mean, everybody's got a different way to do it, and everybody's body yeah. responds differently to different Very things. True. So, but I mean, back in the hunter gatherer days, we oh. were we would have to uh, fast until we could find food, and so Very your body true. is made for certain periods of a fast. Mm-hmm. But beside the point, anyway. Um, that was I lost about fifty pounds doing that, Sheesh. and. Uh, that means me. Once I got in, almost. You're what, 210 right now? Uh, I got down to like 185-ish. I'm, I'm back up to like 195 now um, since I've been working out. Yeah, I could have played football. When I got into school, I started working out every mm-hmm. day and much healthier mm-hmm. than just fasting. So you do college stuff for hobbies is what you're saying, Louie? Well. You're not a painter? Like I, no random talent that I don't know about? <laughs> I would say not, probably. <laughs> um, I, uh, I am an intramural chair for the uh, PT s- school. <laughs> what does that mean? So I pretty much coordinate all of the intramural sports for teams for us. And <laughs> I'm actually a co-chair. Another football player that I played with is in my class with me, and we're uh-huh. both chairs. And, uh, That's hilarious. So we, uh, I'm on pretty much every intramural team. Are you good at football? Uh, I wish we were. What I really wish you? I could say yes. <laughs> I want to say uh, you're a random wide receiver now, probably. Yes. I'm, I'm such a random wide receiver. I was such a running back. I did it. <laughs> I played I played quarterback for our first game, and I think I threw four picks. Congratulations. That. So I didn't realize that you had to like have plays in intramural football. I thought, I thought it was just like backyard football. We went out there thinking we were going to have fun and just do our thing. Yeah, I got pissed. We had several college athletes, and we were like, oh, we're just going to run out. This day of chance. We got hammered. I did intramural uh, football with the Greek team. I was never Greek. But they were like, uh, it was an all-white Greek team. They needed a little (laughs) athlete, you know. (laughs) So they like, I mean, I was a, what do they call it? When you're not a member, but you're like an. uh, Honorary member? Yeah, I was an honorary member, so they let me (laughs) play. And literally, I played decoy half the time. Because I was just fast, so they'd start out, they'd make me run a drag route. I'd catch it and go. And that's all I had to do most of the game. If I caught that first drag route and could go, I'm triple-double covered the rest of the game. Somebody's open, we win the game, and none of the players are actually set up for me. <laughs> it's just a drag route. Because yeah, people would be so yeah, nervous, yeah. they'd be like, he's fast. And like, I'm already halfway to the ground. You know how hard it is to, you have to bend your knee to grab my, my and if I'm moving as well, and I don't have a waist, so it's like, I mean, it's like, only, I'm moving and sucking and jogging, and I'm fast. I'm not quick, but I'm fast. Yeah. So if you give me at least three steps to go, it's, you're in some trouble. <laughs> so I sat there, and I was like, yeah, no, it was, I was a great honorary member. <laughs> I we was, didn't win, but we made it to the championship. I did that, that for a fraternity, too, at an undergrad, and it why you A.B. twice? Because you did undergrad at U.B. and now you're getting your doctorate. So I, when I went and toured different programs, I am uh-huh. um, a firm believer that when you get to the right place, this is undergrad, grad school, whatever, uh-huh. that it'll just feel right. Um, and I went to several other places and was not comfortable. It didn't feel right. didn't feel like home. Uh-huh. And that's like the people that I was communicating with, uh-huh. the place, everything. And then 
came back here and it just clicked. Yeah, it was like the people were more my type of people. The mm -hmm. facilities were nicer. The place I already knew I was and already comfortable with. <laughs> well, that doesn't actually help me now. Really? Yeah, but I don't know. They changed it. Um, Really? Actually, before I ever started undergrad, because they used to pay for all of your tuition, but then they changed it to half, and I got half my tuition off in undergrad, and then they used to pay for half of your grad school, but they don't do that anymore. They don't pay for a dollar of it? Mm -hmm. so it's really no Not unless you are the employee, and they'll pay for all of it. That's a waste of time. Do you think you can work for UAB ever? No. Uh, possibly, actually, because uh, they're actually, I think, not positive, but I think they're starting like a sports um, physical mm -hmm. therapy deal. Mm -hmm. You ever thought about educating, like being a teacher? Because you've done so much school now, I mean, you have to be at least good at showing somebody something. I think uh, I will have some kind of aspect of that. Uh -huh. um, I don't know that that'll be like my only job. Okay. Like a, actually, down the line giving job. care yeah. is what I want to do. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, there's always, like, physical therapy. Um, I'll have, like, as a practicing clinician, I'll have, like, students come and uh -huh. work with me, basically. So you'll be resident. It's like you'll be the home. Clinical director, that type of thing. So, let me see. Or clinical instructor. Any phone conversation. Questions you have for me? Hmm. How do I get like you? How? You get, <laughs> you get better. Uh, I mean, you. when you caught me, when we were younger, you know, I was a fire rocket. I have slowed down tremendously. <laughs> so the way you get like me is you run whatever race you think is probably best for you. But I mean, I don't know. Life slows down on you. Like 25 feels like I've lived 500 lives at this point. Yeah. And it's like, I sit down and it's like, I still have like a million different chapters. I'm like, I have a kid that I want to start probably having in the next two years, probably. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm getting engaged fairly soon. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this episode won't be out till next Friday, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> My biggest thing is, right now, to be me, I need to make time for myself. Now, podcasting is my time for myself. Usually, if I have an episode... I'm very adamant about getting home at a reasonable time. If I don't have anything to do, I will work sun up to sundown without any regrets. I feel like that's just like the phase of life we're in. Like you, I don't know what it is, well, but like everybody I know that is like our age and a young professional, they don't really know how to stop. Like they want to be the best. Everybody I does. I don't want to be the best. I just don't want to be broke. Well, and that, <laughs> yeah, but... I don't know. It's just you You're gotta find the work life balance, and it's you gotta find the school life balance. Yeah, you know? I agree. I mean, it's one of those. It's like for instance, I last semester uh -huh. um, got the opportunity to go to the battery for Game Four of the World Series. I remember that. I <laughs> had a neuro test on Monday. Did you go? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Here was my reason. <laughs> Ten years from now, am I, am I going to remember that I failed a test Monday? Did you fail it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny. Big time. Uh, <laughs> he said that was the best F I ever got. But am I going to remember that I was there for game four of the World Series? And Absolutely. Won one since we've been alive. No. Yeah, no. 
So I did it, and do I regret it? Not a bit, because I still passed the class. Yeah, did so, you talk about Morgan Freeman leaving? Not Morgan Freeman, uh, Freddie Freeman. So. Um, I thought it was coming. I thought it was that is, a few years late. The way I explained it when it happened was like I got broke up with. Oh. That is the closest I felt to having a breakup in years. Oh, so you're always the breaker up <laughs> Well, not even that. Like, <laughs> just even a breakup in general. Yeah, That's what it felt like. Breakup when you really still care. That's yes. It's yes. Like, it's like you're gonna leave me. It was hurt. tough. Yeah. Start looking at it, it's like, and then and then he went to the Dodgers. Is that like a is that like a spin in the face or something? Yes. Is like that is like the one team. The Yankees or something. Yes. Oh. Yes. Wait, the Braves hate the Dodgers like that. Everybody hates the Dodgers. The Yankees don't hate the Dodgers. But the Dodgers are the team that we play in the playoffs every year. Yeah. To get to the World Series. Yeah. And we finally beat him last year. And then he came to And the then team he now. left and went and joined them. Well, do you think, was Atlanta offered the same money that the Dodgers were? They offered more, actually, when it came down to it. Maybe it was just But <laughs> he, uh, I think, from what I understand, his agent kind of screwed him. Oh. Like, he, he was, uh, they were basically trying to get more money and they were trying to, like, got wait out. And, uh. The Braves called their bluff, and we're like, we Whoa, just cool. signed somebody else. <laughs> so we're still the Braves' fault, then. Yeah, but I mean, they they talked to him, and we're like, hey, we are. Uh, is it? No, it's just a town. Cortana. I broke my laptop, but I won't tell my boss because I'm lazy. <laughs> so like, I had to like super glue the panel back, oh, <laughs> and gosh. so it, it just randomly does stuff in the middle of the night. Sometimes I hear it just talking, and I'm like. But uh, so you said he got screwed by his agent. Yeah. Do you have to have an agent as a physical therapist? No, no. No, I'll be. uh, So if I, I mean, that's my goal is to work in the major league. So if I do that, I'll be like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to be negotiating my contract or anything. They'll just be telling you how much you're going to (laughs) make? Pretty much. So what happens? It'll be more like a normal salary job. So when the coaching staffs and stuff change over, does that mean you have to change over? Or like you're. No. Because, you know. You would think, well, for physical therapy, what if they could get rid of you if the athletes are recovering and then going right back to injury, right? Or Oh, yeah. Like, if I screw up, they can get rid of me. But, um, I mean, that's... you're not a strength and conditioning coach or anything like that. You're a physical therapist. So, it's like... I, I don't know how... I, like I said, I'm not, I'm not privy to any of it. So, it just seems like, from what I see, it's always like all staffs get fired and hired all together and everybody brings in a whole new clientele. All the way, all the way over. So I would, as a physical therapist, be more of like, I guess you could look at it more as like front office personnel. Okay. So kind of like a general manager-ish. Uh, not necessarily a general manager, but yeah, kind of that same, like, I'm not going to get hired and fired near as often as a coach or a manager or anything like that. So is there anything past the MLB physical therapy? Like, is there a level above that or... Um, I mean, I feel like at that point, it's just different paths. Like, mm-hmm. if I decided I wanted to go to football so instead. So, the Dodgers or, actually become their physical therapist? I mean, <laughs> yeah, hey, whoever's willing to write the check. Yeah, but. yeah, you say that. You want Freddie to be best friends all over again. <laughs> <laughs> you get your grub back. Hey, you never know. Does it not scare you, like, the thought that you're going to have to move halfway across the country? No, that uh, clinical I was telling you about earlier it's, that I had there. Boston. Oh, Boston. I'm never yes. visiting you. Actually, no. So, the equipment manager 
for the Patriots is my mentor. Really? That's I'm cool. a Steeler fan, so it doesn't help me much, but <laughs> it is nice to have him around. He's he's always me and his wife, like well, she was like one of my advisors when I was at State Connections. And I ran into her and her last name was Trepto. And I just thought that was the coolest thing. So I just kept saying Trepto every time I walked by. And then eventually I walked in. Then me and her got close. Then me and him got close. I swear, connections. He really it's saved me. Name of the game. I'm telling you, like, during football season, he'd always save me a little rain jacket. So I'd have a rain jacket. Actually, I have uh, two Mississippi State, like, custom jerseys. Shit in my closet. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get them framed or I'll sell them for a few grand. They're really like me. So it's like I'd he's always. You say what? I'd frame him. But he also, he gets on me because like I want to frame him for myself. And he's like, no, just send it to my guy and we'll be fine. I'm lazy. <laughs> and right now, like moving is the biggest concern for me because uh, Haley lives four hours away. So long distance relationships have been uh, challenging. I tell I you. I know the feeling. Impossible sometimes, but we make it work. I mean, it takes it takes a different level of sacrifice. So at least I won't get annoyed with her when I move in because I would have missed her enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, relationship? You're not gonna look for anything no time soon. I mean, I mean, I'm kind of just don't say wait with the flow. Please don't say it. No, I'm I'm kind of waiting on God in that area. I feel like whenever He wants me to meet the person He has made for me, yeah. He's gonna put her in my life. It's all and so I'm not gonna rush that. You have to pray. Not gonna life. rush the rest of my life with really? somebody. You're only been yeah. in college. You're gonna look at life so differently once you get out. Out. You're gonna be like, oh crap, there's no going back. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing about what I'm doing is you never stop learning. So I can so always take a school and get another doctor's. Nah, I wouldn't do that. But like, I can always learn. And technology's on there. So. Do you have to be privy to the new, like, machines that work? Oh, yeah. Like, because, I mean, I'm sure me, that's what me and you would probably cross paths. Because oh, biomed yeah. engineering, actually, you can do, we create, we do tissue engineering, we do, like, different robotic stuff to help with the human body. E-stem, diathermy, machines. I never had to learn anatomy. Stuff. Isn't that hilarious? Hey. How to do biomed It's my job to know the anatomy. It's not but yours. But you would think if I know what to put in the human body, I should know the parts of the human body, right? Like, that would make a little sense. That would, but... Yeah, but they're like, nah, I don't need that. Just know this material works when the temperature's here and know how to work this thermal chart. Well, hey, it doesn't matter if the guy that is making it yeah. knows the anatomy, but if the guy putting it in doesn't know the anatomy, that's, that's the when you got issue. an issue. You think you would ever consider going to be a doctor? No. Just because you can't tell people. Not even not. that. Like, it's just such a different path, and it's just not something that really interests me. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be in school for eight years at and the minimum. That's for, the only reason I, when I first started, I was like, yeah, I think I could do a doctor thing. And then I shadowed for, like, three weeks, and he asked me that I really want a family. And I was like, yeah. He's like, how soon? I was like, probably right after college. He's like, this might not be your feel. He's like, you're in this and you're by yourself for a little bit. And it deterred me from being a doctor. I was like, nah, okay. Yeah. Which every- probably isn't true now, but like, I'm, I'm content with like, I've ran my race. I'm, I'm really ready to slow down. Like, or I guess I never picked up. So I guess I'm ready to keep it down. <laughs> Cause you know, I never went out and party to save my life. 
And I can't say, oh, I missed not it. Not for everybody. Yeah, it's not. And I don't judge nobody. I didn't mind picking up my friends when they were drunk at all. Um, You're on vacation right now, so how's that? It's good. I wouldn't say that I'm really on vacation. It really just gives me time to, like, catch up on. <laughs> yeah, catch up on, like, other stuff outside of school. Like, So you don't have anything fun planned? No, not really. Not even like a weekend just down to the beach and back? Next week, I'm going to be with the Barons every day of the week. <laughs> From Tuesday to, until Sunday. You're going to have to take a breath at one of these days. And I mean, this see. is a breath. Like, I'm not... Oh, what? Just, podcasting with music breath? That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say that necessarily, but this is like the stuff that I like doing, like hanging out with friends. And just doing, yeah, just doing different stuff like that. Yeah. And I can do that when I have two weeks off. So Surprising. So that was the only question. How to be me? Um, another question. Okay. Um, what's a piece of advice somebody has given you that really stuck? Um, let me see. Uh, you didn't think I was going to have a tough one for you, did you? Yeah, I, I got so much stuff. <laughs> uh, the best advice I've ever gotten is you make time for the things you want to do. Absolutely. And the things you want. So if you want it, You'll make the time and you won't make any excuses. And I have started to live that lifestyle. Also, probably my best thing is balance. Like I've been, someone always preaches balance to me in some way. Well, time period, not until like maybe two, three months, I've been really out of my faith. Mm-hmm. COVID, I mean, there's no excuses. I just wasn't in my faith. And I was balancing everything outside of my faith, but it was so much more difficult to oh, hold it. Yeah. And like, I don't know what it's been. Probably my partner. It's been that, like, you want something enough. You know there's a certain person who can make sure you have it. Mm -hmm. Or learning to have God run it rather than me. Because every time I run it, I can probably be successful. But when he runs it, it's ten times more successful than I ever thought it could be. And that has been the hard... Faith is a hard thing to do. Because you're just... Having fights a good fight. Yeah. And like we've been learning about the prodigal son and such. And it's like the concept of everyone, that story is so impactful to me because everyone sees me as either the son who stayed and did a good job. But I always see myself like the father because I'm very forgiving. So learning how to be content with forgiving people because I'm, I'm a lovable person. If you cross me wrong, it's not my fight to get you back. It's God's. I don't really care. Um, also realizing I can't be everybody for, I can't be everything for everybody at this point because mm-hmm. now I do have a family. I have like obligations. I mean, my dog caught pink eye and I was like, I have to drive down four hours to take my dog to the vet for a pink eye. I can't do that and also have to go pick up my little brother from school that need me. Mm-hmm. Like, so learning how to be able to say no and understanding that if I trust in God, the stuff I can't do, somebody else will be able to provide is probably good. It's difficult. Like, and you don't have much, you know what it's like. Small groups for men in, in faith, it's difficult because everyone's coming in like, oh, no, I'm perfect. No one's saying, oh, yeah, no, I got an OnlyFans addiction. No one's talking about that because everyone's like, once you say it out loud, then you're screwed. You're like, yeah. I think that's one of the hardest parts of finding that is you've got to find people that are going to be genuine with you. Yeah. <laughs> And that's something that I have found in my friends that I have at PT school because we know pretty much everything about each yeah, other. Probably and, stuff you don't even want to know. And they have really 
pushed me in my faith toward uh, just being a better Christian and a better man. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't say enough about them. They've really changed my life and mm-hmm. given me an example of what it's supposed to look like. Yeah. What, like, one of my friends, Wheeler, is married and, like, what that's supposed to look like uh-huh. with, I mean, God being the center of their it relationship. It different. You can yeah. tell a relationship when God's around. Everyone tells me, like, lately I've just been radiating full of happiness. Yeah, it's like you hear people say, like, you want to be the type of Christian that people look at and are like, that's what, what I, is that guy got? Yeah, I don't have. And, like, I see that with them so That's much. Good. It's one of those things where, like, I didn't know it until mm-hmm. I saw it. Mm-hmm. And it's so different. And so that's, like, just me seeing that is, like, me striving toward mm-hmm. that because that's what I want for myself one day. You'll have it. And, no well, problem. now, even. Yeah, I was sitting but, there. Uh, my pastor's been breaking this down because, you know, in the new – the world looks a lot different from when we were – even in high school. I mean, mm-hmm. think about it. We didn't even have the LGBTQ questions and stuff like that. Nowadays, my pastor, he's just talking <laughs> like, you guys realize Abraham wasn't the best of Christians or Noah wasn't the greatest of Christians. Or, and he's breaking down. He's like, the only thing that made these men righteous were that they had faith in God. Mm-hmm. And he's been, he's been doing this series for a few weeks now. And it's just like, all these people who we've been taught, like, the way Christianity looks now is almost embarrassing to be a Christian because you're like, that's not what it's like. It, what it really is like at this point in day and age is I'm doing the best I can and I have faith that the best I can, he'll take care of. Yeah. I'm trying to bring people along because they're all God's children in the end of the day. And I can't pass judgment. That's like literally in the commandments. It's like you cannot judge. And if you're reading the Bible the way you, you can't use the Bible or Christianity as a weapon. It's not a weapon. It's never been intended to be a weapon. Nope. Like, even in the politics world, it's not designed. I can't identify myself with Christianity if it's not associated with just grace and mercy. Because that's all Christianity is. Because I'm no better. Like, no, I don't drink. No, I don't smoke. I've never killed anybody. I've lied. I've, I've done something. I mean, I've had sex outside of marriage. I'm human. Yeah. you got to be able to sit there and realize... Under God's eyes, those are the same sins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and guess what? He still says, all right, cool. He already paid it. He's like, I knew he was going to do it. I wrote the story. <laughs> like, that's, that's, I laugh and sit there like, that's why I tell everybody, laugh, lying to Haley is the hardest thing in the world because she knows I'm lying. Like, she knows. <laughs> I'm like, hey, babe. Uh, like, she knows I'm close to engaging because she's like, you are just random. She's like, why are you whitening your teeth? I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you don't whiten your teeth. She's like, also, why does your haircut look different? Your beard's grown out. You combed it? I'm like, what? She's like, what are you up to? She's like, also, your locations are different. Why would you go to Divers Direct? I'm like, huh? Uh, my mom needed me. She she's like, it. you're lying. Yeah, she definitely knows. She's not like a fool. Like, she's getting her nails done on Friday because she knows next week might be a big week. <laughs> and that's the thing now. You have to like, the women's nails have to be in the same mark and you have to all that's of the That's the problem Friday. when you uh, get a girl that matches you uh, like up here yeah. intellectually. Yeah. You ain't gonna be able to get them by. Nah, <laughs> not a chance. Lord. Your parents have that. Yes. Like, literally, you can just tell love radiates on them. I swear. 
How's it like having our parents be more social media based than we are? I don't mind it. Uh, I laugh at my mom. Sometimes <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. I go to my mom's Facebook just to get entertained because me and her are so different when it comes to social. I have gotten to that The more I get, the more, I, the less I show. I swear. Like, you are one of the only other friends that has been to my, I'm so protective over my, my energy and space at this point in my life because it's, it's, I've come to realize a simple touch. I mean, if a touch could heal somebody from God, a bad energy touch could probably affect how you feel. So I'm very thousand percent precautious about how I let people into my space. So my mom, she is like a tell-all book on Facebook. Facebook is literally like the well, Twitter. Well, you saw open. my mom's post the oh, other God. day trying yeah. to tell all. Oh yeah, she's so. <laughs> and our parents' pride is the funniest thing because, like, I tell everybody. You know that parent who's always proud of their kid. They show up to every game and they're cheering. And then you have that parent who says, my son's going to kick your son's ass. <laughs> That's my mom. <laughs> your mom has a little traces of that, too. Yeah. She's like, I'm not saying all your kids suck, but they're not doing what my kid's doing. <laughs> I laugh at it. But it's it's funny to teach them, like, hey, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> Chill out, mom. I'm like, yes, I, I'm doing it. I'm doing what you really intended me to do. And learning, my parents have to learn that. They're doing their job, and me going away from them means they did their job really well. They hate it. My dad and I, we've gotten super close. And I know me and him were close when me and you were younger. Mm-hmm. We've got like, we talk every single morning, 9 o'clock. And it's funny, Haley, if Haley's with me, she'll go, morning, pop. Morning, son. And that's like our, how we start our conversation. <laughs> and it's, but when he's like, he's at that point now, he's trying to teach me certain things. I'm like, dad, I can't hear it. Like, I love you, but I'm, I'm past that level of teaching. So even having to learn how to communicate to my dad, hey, I got that. I need something new. It's in my mom. Oh, my God. This weekend, we went to New Orleans for Bourbon. We went to Bourbon Street. I was telling you that story. Mm-hmm. I was there at uh, the Hard Rock Cafe. And I was there, and I was confused because I didn't know what I wanted on the menu because I had just cooked out, and they had all kind of food. And my mom thought I was concerned about the food because I didn't have any money. And I was like... No, mom, I have a $600 budget for this trip. And I've spent 25 bucks. I'm fine. But she could not fathom that. I was just confused on the menu. So she sent me some money. I was like, mom, I don't need money. I just need some clarity on what I want to eat. And she said, well, you just don't need me anymore. I'm like, that's a good thing. That means you did your job. Like, if I'm a parent, if my kid don't need me, you know what? I'm like, oh, praise the Lord. You don't have an extra, like, burger or something it's funny you can kind of see where that would be sad though well they grew up with us yeah like if you ever realize like i've realized that my mom all of her adult life i've been there Mm -hmm. and i'm sure i guess your mom's probably like that with Allie. did they have kids how long were they married before they had kids um not long at all exactly (laughs) so if you think about it most of our parents adult lives we've been around that's why i'm like I'm kind of eager to go and have kids, but I'm like, I almost want to be married two, three years before we start a kid. That was one of the things my dad told me uh, is that what he wanted for me was to have a couple of years with my wife where yes. we could just be married before we started having kids. And that's something I think I do really want for myself as well. But right. hey, but Haley's when you that. make a plan like that, sometimes God will laugh at you and you'll have a kid. Right as you. <laughs> yeah, no, Haley's like, hey, um, about to be, I'm 26. I ain't trying to start making children at 30. I'm like, excuse me? She's like, 
I'm not trying to start making kids at 30, and we're not engaged yet, so you start doing your number crunching correctly. <laughs> so I'm like, because I think 27, 28 is a good time to have a kid. I mean, yeah. It's also weird. Have you noticed, like, our generation, we do not have kids early? Yeah, it feels like uh, most of the people that I have kept in contact with uh-huh. from, like, high school and everything, and then in college... None of them have kids. kids. A lot of them aren't even married. And then the people that I didn't really talk to in high school. All have children. Married kids. And working like moving on with life. Some like, sort of job. Uh, my favorite is seeing the kids nowadays. You know, the ones who were total jerks in high school became potheads and alcoholics in college. And now they're in their redeemed stage. And I'm like, hey. congrats. But uh, Nothing to look down on, though, because everybody's got their own journey. yeah. Yeah, I laughed at those people. Like, that's why it's kind of funny. Um, in PT school, we all got there. We had so many different backgrounds of people coming in. And then, like, I don't know. Some people kind of acted like they We're had a little to be more there. together than others. And it was <laughs> like, hey, we all got here. Like, I mean, I may not have had a... 4-0 in undergrad, but you hey, need it. we're in the same place. I would be pissed though <laughs> as a 4-0 student. And some kid with like a 3-2 comes in and like, I mean, the part of you that knows how hard you work always takes over. And you're always like, uh, why did he get seen? What did he have that I didn't have? And sometimes you got to realize, favor. <laughs> That's sometimes yeah. different. And once you sit down, because I've also been that kid that I didn't deserve to. Like, my job, I know. There was nowhere where I should have probably even got recognized. Because they were probably halfway done with hiring. And my hiring process took a week and a half. I went from recruiter, supervisor, Supervisor's boss back to supervisor hired, and the only reason it took a week and a half is because there was a holiday at one of the weekends, and they had been the application had been open for three months, mm-hmm. so I was like, "There's no way it's, it's all time," but uh, yeah, no. Is it female or male dominated PT school? Female, really? Yes, big time. So you hadn't found your wife there? No. I'm trying to get you with someone soon. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about all that. How what's the youngest age group to the oldest? Like, have you had some people like thirty five just starting or? Um, in my class, we have I think the old, the older end end range is like thirty thirty one. Uh huh. And then the youngest, we had a girl start at twenty. Jeez. So she finished college early and went straight so she's into a genius. school. Yeah, pretty much. She's, yeah. She's, I mean, we're all smart. Yeah. I mean, and that was another thing that we had to kind of like realize for ourselves is that everybody there is smart. Yeah. You like can't be dumb and get into yeah. like a basically medical school. This is the first time I think that I've been like everybody that I've been with is like my level or higher. Well, it's probably also the first time a lot of these people who I see that's the disadvantage of being a 4 student. You've never struggled. Once struggle yeah. hits, who are you once hey, that? Once, you get, once you get deck in the man, mouth. It humbled a lot of people our I mean, first for you, semester. You knew what it was like. You're like, oh, yeah, I mean, I've messed up and figured my way out. <laughs> yeah, but also, I, I made a 54 on a test in yeah. chemistry in undergrad and yeah. made my way back to an A somehow. And then you also, you took a lot off your plate because you were an athlete in undergrad. Like, was you take some? Uh, well, yes. However, I will say nothing prepared me for what I got myself into at Jeez. PT school because that, that, the first year, it's just like, 
I mean, coming from all angles. It sounds like you got hit by a train. Yes. And and you're like, and by the grace of physical therapy, I survived. Yes. And the, this year, our second year is the first time that we've really like, things have been spaced out enough where you can kind of breathe and like. Does that feel uncomfortable? Like now that you went from like super intense, always worried to like, like, do you feel like the next year is going to go right back to super intense or do you think it's going to get even more relaxed? Um, I'm hoping that it just kind of stays where it's at. I feel like um, this is the best, um, like, collectively as a class uh-huh. that our mental health has been since we started. <laughs> How has uh, that been for mental health? Like, do you go see a therapist? Or are you just, like... No, but I know a lot of people do. And I know at one point in our uh, first year, there was nobody in our... I mean, I was one of the very few that wasn't on anti-anxiety medicine or anything. Jesus. Um, I mean, it's just... I mean, it's hard, and it's supposed to be hard, or everybody would do it, and then, yeah. I mean, it's got, it's, it's hard, and I think people do, um, I had, I was fortunate enough to have really good friends around me during uh-huh. it, and we kind of helped each other through it, I mean, there were some low points, yeah. but uh, there I mean, were some, you were at the bottom of the well. bottle some days, <laughs> yeah, there was, I remember my first semester, the last final I took, uh, I was laying face down on the floor in my bedroom, just laying there. I was like, this yeah, that sucks. <laughs> but yeah. we, uh, our first our first year, pretty much, after every semester, we had a big party to kind of <laughs> I'm sure. blow off some steam. I would have probably took a big nap. <laughs> our first one we had, uh, it was at the frat house over there that I lived in. Oh, God. And uh, we had a slip and slide and catered <laughs> moves. <laughs> That's a party party. Oh, it was a blast. And it was at like noon. (laughs) It was right after our final. I'm sure your neighbors hated y'all. Shoot, my roommates hated me on that day. Lord. Uh, So we share Jeep life, and then we'll probably be done after this. What's what's your favorite part about your Jeep? (laughs) Um, Let's see. The The fact that I can do a lot of the work on it myself. Yes. So I have... Um, I mean, aesthetically, I've done a lot of stuff, and then I changed my own oil. Yeah, I you just need that little toolkit. Yeah, recently I had, uh, so the oil filter housing on the plastic broke, didn't it? Yes, Ooh. I replaced it myself with nice. uh, an aluminum part, so I would do it again. I went through that myself. Yeah, so that was <laughs> very common. Yeah. <laughs> And they would have charged me over two grand to do it. And while I was doing it, I, yeah. I had to take all the parts off that I would have to take off to replace the spark plugs. So I replaced yeah. the spark plugs. I replaced the parts. It's a simple little Changed the oil. Yeah. I mean, I... So that's probably my favorite part about it is that I can do a lot of the stuff and save myself money in the end. I mean, I think that would have... They would have charged me for the spark plugs and everything probably... Three, four grand. I don't know if it would have been that much. It would have been close to two. You'd be surprised. At least. And I did it myself, and I think all in all, Do I you paid... you have an extreme terrain subscription? 300 Not that bad. Yeah, but I do not. Oh. You should look into it. It'll make you, like, every time it's in the magazine, I'm like, ooh. I don't need to spend money. <laughs> yeah, I say the same thing. I haven't spent, but I sure look like I... I go, ooh, I'll, I'll bring, I've gotten to bringing the card out and looking at the number. I just haven't gotten to the <laughs> add to cart and confirm. I started sitting there, like I told everybody right now, uh, 
I got two years before I start making purchases for myself. Yeah, that, it is pretty true what they say, you know, just empty every pocket. Oh, that's what they call Jeeps. Jeeps. Yeah. I thought it was just essential parts. <laughs> <laughs> Lord, now they say that's what the boat, what is it? Bring another thousand? Is it bring or buy another thousand? I don't know. It's, I mean, anything like that that you can, uh, which honestly, I've been saving a lot of money, so... Oh, well, yeah, I need to move in with my parents, I swear. I do, je I'm jealous of that. I'm like, man, Lord, you do not know the blessing that is. Well, I pay for college by myself. Right now, right now, my clinical is my third year. I'm moving everything in my apartment just to wherever at, is the current plan. Uh? My first clinical is potentially going to be in Austin, Texas. My okay. second one is for sure going to be in Huntsville. And then my third one is possibly Honest Austin. Coffee when you get to Huntsville. It's one of the best coffee places I've ever been. What is it called? Honest Coffee. Honest. Okay. I go there every time I have to work at Huntsville Hospital. Well, that's I, where I'm working. Really? Yeah. What? So you'll be... Doing my neuro rotation. Ooh. Maybe when I stop up there, we'll go grab some food. For sure. But um, let me see. Final thoughts, and then we'll conclude the episode. Final thoughts on just the... Whatever you want to say and however... I mean, you're not big on social media because you got hacked, so don't follow him. You might get a, a Okay, a that book. has been sorted out. <laughs> I just followed you back. We're no longer. <laughs> yeah, that was a mess. Don't, yeah. yeah. You fell for the Bitcoin scam? No. It, <laughs> so, strangest thing, it was a girl that I actually know. Somebody had hacked her. Okay. And then, like, started messaging me uh -huh. and... I don't even know how they did it, but somehow they got into my account and Whoa. just, so when they got into my account, they locked me out of my account, Whoa. changed the password and had like this three-step verification thing. So I couldn't get back into it. It was a mess. But now I have Duo almost... security oh, on, on my look account. At you. <laughs> Duo Not happening again. Yeah. That was awful. I had to freaking DM so many people and apologize for... Uh, I threatened your hacker. I said, I know who you are. So many people threatened him. I'm going to find you, and he blocked me, actually. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, 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 me and you have never had a conversation where you started by saying, yo. Everybody, like, me? everybody. I went and read through some of the DMs, <laughs> and he would say, yo. And then they'd be like, okay, well, this is not college. Not I don't all. say that. Yo? I don't. <laughs> I call a hi, bud. Hey, buddy. What's up? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but never so, I Yo, was like, it was a mess. That and then they would just straight up not use decent English because yeah. they were not. That's I hilarious. don't think that they were a Native American uh, speaker. Uh, well, that that they just speak you get modern English. Yes, yeah. There we go. Uh, so, your final thoughts? Well, I have enjoyed talking, catching up. This has been fun. Yeah, this is. My, my thing. I, for every thousand <laughs> plays, I get $10. It's a good hey. thing I'm an engineer. <laughs> I swear to God. Oh, that's brutal. But I don't, That's what I do this for. Because that's this is my only way to talk to people who I haven't spoken to. My parents, my friends, my girlfriend. We have some of the best episodes. I've kind of thought about starting a podcast. Uh, I mean, a PT, PT podcast would be... It's just information. It's like an encyclopedia of audio. Well, I was thinking, so I've been reaching out to a lot of uh, major league physical therapists and uh -huh. stuff, 
calling them and just like asking them some of the same questions I uh-huh. ask them when I call them and then like putting that information out there so Man. people can And that's really what I do it for because like literally I've had I've had 13 episodes and I've had a woman who's been a domestic violence survivor she's worked wow. in telecommunications yeah. I've had my mom she's been hospitality mm-hmm. I've had my girlfriend teacher I've had Kyler he's Northwest Mutual like let me see who else I, my barber uh, I've, I've spoken to a million different people in all different walks of life all different ways and it's like it's crazy thing that I know that many people in one setting but there's just so many ways that you if I could honestly I, I think probably by the end of it I'll go back and listen to all of my episodes and I'm like dang some of the stuff I might really want to have tried but most kids don't even know like because we go into high school and then you're like you get three months to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life yeah. It would be so nice if you got to hear somebody's legitimate story or, like, hear you talk about, yeah, no, I took two years off, was working, got to die. I got to live. Put, yeah. And then you chose to go back. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's – people don't get to hear that like because that's the gap in your story that everybody actually prays for but no one ever gets to actually execute. Yeah, that's, uh, that's something I've definitely realized um, – you know, through everything that I've gone through with not getting into PT school is that a lot of times God will close the door or it looks like to you that he's closed the door. Uh-huh. And really, it was just What's not the right time. Like it's a not the, now, not a no. If I, did, yeah, <laughs> if I had gotten in the first time, I ended number one on the wait list. Oh. So I was, I was one person away from getting in. That has to if be. If I had gotten in the first time... I would not have the relationship with the guys that I have now that have True. brought me closer to God, to being a better Christian. I mean, yeah. there's so many different things that you kind of look back and it's like, well, okay, so you definitely didn't close I, that door. But I trust just, you. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the right time. And yeah. I you would have never said that to you. Yeah, Got I would have never. <laughs> yeah, I, I never would have done any of that, and that was definitely a big part of who I am today. And I mean, you just, if you really want something bad enough, if you just don't give up and yeah, keep going like at it. Like, I mean, I know you hear that. That's kind of cliche. Everybody says no, it's it. It's real. But it's the truth. Like, if you really want to do something, all you got to do is just keep going after it. And you it, you may not get it right now and you may not get it a year from now, but if you really want it, if you really want it you're going to get it. True. And if you just, if you're faithful and you try to be the best Christian in person or and just keep going after it. I mean, eventually he's going to be like, all right, all right they've been really working for it. I mean, <laughs> go ahead. let me bless them a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I'll just give you two steps ahead since you, you were so resilient. Uh, let me see. My last thoughts. Uh, you just brought up a good topic. Knowing what you want is the hardest part about going after what you want. It's probably my last thoughts because. Oh, yeah. I definitely went into a lot of situations not knowing what I wanted, but I wanted something good to happen, and I didn't get what I wanted because I had no idea. So, find what you want. Find your watering your grass. If that makes you happy, do that. And yeah, I think that's it. Thanks, guys, for joining another episode of I Speak Code Switch. This is Trevon Allen, and I'm out.